Welcome or welcome back to Both Sides of the Barricade. I have a very, very special guest this week, Miss Kaylee Morg. I'm so excited Ooh. to have her on. We haven't talked in a bit. I'm excited to catch up. But Kaylee is a newly independent singer-songwriter. She released her sophomore EP here in your bedroom earlier this year. It's amazing. Go listen to it if you haven't. And she released two songs since then with her boyfriend, Ricky himself. Also very good. <laughs> And she's featured in Billboard, MTV, Coupe de Maine, Wants to Watch, so many things. Kaylee, do you have anything you'd like to say about yourself before we get started? No, I, I thought this was going to be like so boring, but you just actually like, like for people that like me, like they're just <laughs> like, here's another Kaylee Morgan interview, but like, I feel very flattered. This is going to oh. be great. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll start with how we met. Would you like to tell that story? Yeah. I that was I think that was my second show ever. Yeah, right? I think it like was. I was in I was in New York, or uh, where was that Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I think it was you and Matt. Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember you guys. Like I saw you guys on social media, so I already kind of knew what was going on. And then we met. Like that was such a crowded space, though. But I remember like immediately clicking with you guys, and I was like, oh my god! Like, but I, obviously, like when I'm meeting fans, it's like my personality is like on a hundred because I'm like in fan mode and like, yeah. but it was, it was really cool. Um, but that had to be like two years ago now. Yeah. It was 2018, like May, I think of 2018. I was, I remember being like nervous meeting you and I was like, that's weird. Cause like, I've been following you for a long time and I, we had talked on social media before that. And I think I was just like nervous cause I was yeah. like, it was a crowded space. It was babies. All right. I love that venue. It does get very crowded because it's yeah. Tall. Like um, the stage looked so pretty. Like yeah. backstage was fun, but like I remember, I think I was meeting fans like right by the merch table, and there was like a hallway amount of space for yeah. everybody. It's really so it's very hectic. Yeah, because it's really like a bar that has like a yeah. room. But I love it there. It's always such like a nice like intimate space. But yeah, I do remember. Yeah. That. yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, yeah. And we just kept up on social media. And here we are now. I wish that I had seen you more than that, but I know I've been wanting to go back over to the East Coast for a long, long time. Um, But like when I got eventually toured like a year later, I only hopped on like Midwest to the West Coast. So I was like really sad I got to miss out on the East Coast, but I need to go back over there. (laughs) I will be waiting. But yeah, like, oh, and I do remember like, I, I don't know if you know this, but I had been following you since like the Medusa viral Twitter video. Like I, that's how I discovered your music was through that video. And I had been- I feel like I remember seeing you on social media a lot because I feel like I already knew who you were. I knew who Matt was like I, I'd like seen a few people at the show that I already was very familiar with just yeah. by like Twitter so yeah I feel like I probably knew that at the time <laughs> wow love that that's so weird to like think that like you knew me too like I mean I again I think we talked before that but it was just like it, it was like it's so weird for me to like meet a, an artist and have them be like oh yeah like, I know you but yeah because some people also I feel like are very like don't really connect the name to the face but like I, I only I had like a very good like handful of people that were super invested with like my career and my music at the time and I think you were like one of them in the beginning so like those yeah. people I tend to remember for sure um so yeah I guess with that being like how would you describe your relationship with your fans that kind of leads me into that question because I mean obviously you have people like me and Matt and like other fans that you kind of like know know but like other than that how would you describe it 
Well, honestly, like three of my closest friends are fans. Like my closest friends ever, like my best friends are fans. Um, one of my best, best friends, her name is Lua. And like, I literally met her at my first show. And I actually wrote a song about it before with like the opening line says like Lua was at my first show. Aww. But, um, but yeah, like she, I just feel like we like there's there's just a certain like click especially because um in the beginning when I was like forming my persona as an artist I was coming across very or I'd like to think I was coming across very like expressive of like my mental illness and being queer and all these things that were very out in the open so I feel like my fans tend to feel like they know me in a way before I even know them yeah and um so whenever I get messages from people it's it kind of comes across like they're already friends with me and they'll be like asking for advice or just like talking to me in a very personal way. So it lets me like connect with them immediately. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love shows too, because like that was usually my favorite part, even though like I, I do love performing and stuff. It is very like nerve wracking and scary, but like afterwards the high of just like talking to all these people and like that, like that was my favorite part about touring was just meeting everybody. Um, but yeah, I feel like I have like a very personal connection like with, almost everybody especially like on Twitter and stuff I'll follow people if they're keeping up with me and I'm like super grateful when I see that people are like still coming along for the ride yeah (laughs) yeah no uh, side note Lua did like respond to the like question thing and I was laughing so hard because it was like who's your best friend and why is it Lua (laughs) it was so funny so I and I recognized her too because like I remember I like I either saw you like post about her or something mm-hmm. or like even about like the song that you wrote I was like oh my god that's so cute and I just love her name because like it makes me think of the bright eyes song but like <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm not scared to be like friends with people that are fans at all yeah it's like I think the other person that I've actually met a couple times and like hung out with and I text all the time is Michael if mm-hmm. you see him like yeah. on Twitter and stuff like he's one of the most like ride or die fans that I have and I just like that like we became friends and that element of him like still supporting my music never changed like he's not like oh we're friends now and like it doesn't really matter like he's still like we'll post all my shit yeah um like send it to other artists and he's just super super supportive so that's really cute and helpful (laughs) no and I love that because like a lot of fans I mean like a lot of artists are like oh I'm better than my fans like I don't need to be friends with them like it comes off that way and you're like really like because they're the people who are like making you who you are and like so yeah, I, I, I love that I feel like I maybe that's just like I've I feel like some people make themselves seem like untouchable yeah so that or like some people view there's like the people that they stand like that but I feel like I have just made myself seem like I'm very reachable in a certain way to where people can like talk to me or like just get to know me um even though I don't do many like interviews and things like this but I still feel like people just like feel like they know me somehow and I yeah. like, don't make myself too like I don't put myself on a pedestal or anything like that yeah no and that's important because like it turns people off from like your music if you, if people act like that it's like yeah I don't want to support you because you're like not the nicest person but like or like not <laughs> reachable. like I feel like people who are more attainable or at least like relatable are yeah. a lot easier to like support and like want to continue supporting because I feel like if they're un- sure. you know unattainable it's like there's nothing like comforting about that and at least for me like I like feeling some sort of like comfortability with the artist or like feeling like they're relatable as a person as much as their music is relatable yeah I think that's also like it became became like a huge thing with social media because that's kind of like broken a barrier of letting people see into our lives obviously yeah. So I think like a lot of artists seem more attainable 
I don't know if you can hear that car. <laughs> um, but a lot of artists seem more attainable and like just more relatable, I guess, because of social media and like how you can like post um, like photo dumps and shit right now. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it just seems like everyone's like on the same level and shit. For sure. So speaking of social media, how did you <laughs> get discovered as an artist? <laughs> um. I feel like I've like told the story a bunch but not in a while so this is yeah. like refreshing um so I basically started music um I think I had to be like a junior or senior in high school um and I'd already known obviously before that and like just growing up that I wanted to be a singer I wanted to do music and all that stuff but I'd never like seriously did anything with it so um I think I just like got into a friend group where they were actually recording shit like they were um, producing stuff so I was like okay like let me become friends with these people and figure it out so I started recording songs like <laughs> and I remember the first song I ever put out was actually the first song I ever put out was like me on the ukulele but the first like produced song that I put out was like this guy that I worked with at Jack and Blocks produced it for me <laughs> and um and like we recorded it in one take in his bedroom and I put it on SoundCloud and that was like the first song I had that did like 300,000 streams um, in like not not a very long time. And then I posted, I just kept kind of like messing around with it and just seeing what I could do. And then I found this beat on YouTube and <laughs> I was I was literally looking up like, I think I had to look up like Kanye type beat, which is like so different from my music right now. Like yeah. so different. Um, and then I found the beat for Medusa and um, I just posted that snippet on Twitter, like just thinking like, okay, this is super different from everything I have on SoundCloud. I only have like a few songs on SoundCloud, but I was just like, this is very like experimental in my eyes because I wasn't really making pop music necessarily. Yeah. Um, and I still think Medusa isn't like straight up pop music. It's, it's like, I don't even know what it is. So I posted it on Twitter just thinking like, let me just like drop that, see, <laughs> see what that does. And by the next morning, it had like 150,000 likes. And um, I think I get asked a lot too, if like a specific person saw it and like retweeted it or something, but I don't, like it just kind of happened like that. Like it just yeah. kind of organically grew like that. I didn't like, I don't tweet deck. I don't do any of that shit. <laughs> so um, it, it just like grew like that. And um, then, yeah, then I kind of met my manager through that, which led me to the label and everything kind of like, went from this to this within like three or four months wow so <laughs> yeah I remember it being fast because like I followed you from that video and then I was like I it was like oh EP coming I'm like oh my god yay like yeah <laughs> it felt like I, in no time yeah I literally just like they they liked Medusa so we like bought that beat we recorded it and then we're like okay EP coming because I was getting in this I went from like obviously making songs with this dude I worked with that jack-in-the-box to making songs with like Joel Little that did all of Lord stuff and like CJ Barron that does like Carly Rae Jepsen Britney Spears you know like there's I just went from like one extreme to another <laughs> like so um yeah I pretty easily just kind of got in a groove of it and like came out with that first EP which is still like some of my favorite music of mine just because it's like the very first my very first child yes <laughs> I understand that. Um, 
So yeah, I forgot to ask, but like, what was your relationship with music like growing up then? Cause you said like early on, you knew that you wanted to do music and I, I know you're a big Gwen Stefani fan, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Like I, I want to know like what your relationship was with it growing up. Um, my parents are pretty musical. Like on my dad's side, everyone knows how to play guitar. Like everyone, even just like my aunts, uncles, grandma, you know, everyone knows how to play guitar. And um, so I got my first guitar when I was like 10. Um, But even before that, like I remember my parents like taking videos of me singing like country songs with the camcorder and stuff like that. Um, And as far as like what I was listening to and like what I grew up around as a child, like no doubt was my favorite band. Like that was, I remember when I had an iPod shuffle and like the first thing I put on there was like this no doubt CD that my grandma had. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like my dad had me on like a bunch of, I guess like really big um, alternative bands like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, you know, all that stuff. And then yeah. my mom had me listening to like Dixie Chicks and Celine Dion. And like, so I had like a very wide range of music um, growing up. And it was like something that I thought I think I wrote my first song when I was like nine or 10. And I just thought like every kid was doing that. Like the same way, like most kids learn how to ride a bike and do this and this. I was like, okay, every kid's writing music. I'm like, wow, I'm doing wow. that. <laughs> so yeah, but then I, I think the first, like the very first time that I even thought about like doing a different job was when I was in high school and they're like, oh, you have to apply for colleges. I was like, oh shit. Like I, I have to like either become a singer or do that um because like even in middle school just like growing up I thought like that's what I want to do so that's what I'm going to go for um so yeah like I kind of always thought that's where I'd end up so wow that that is crazy I feel like a lot of artists say that where they were like oh I just thought that like that was a thing everyone did like to mm-hmm. which is just crazy to me I mean like I wrote like poetry when I was a kid yeah. like, I, I enjoyed that I enjoy writing but it didn't continue I wish it had because like I wish I had some sort of like musical like ability Mm -hmm. or like songwriting ability I think if I really tried I could write songs and I think that that would be like fun but I I certainly don't have like the natural instinct to do that like some people do and I think that's like so interesting that's why I love like this kind of thing where I can talk to people who do that right I find it so interesting I also I do think that like you're I guess natural instinct with those types of things is like ever changing Mm -hmm. because even I'll listen to that first EP and be like whoa like the way that I wrote music is so different than the way I write it now and it's only been like I mean I guess four or five years is like a long time I think it's been four years but just the way that like my brain processes like oh this is what I want to say today and this is how I want to write it on this instrumental like it, it's really drastically changed since I started music just because like my perceptions changed as an adult now from being like 17 18 when I started okay. so I think that those types of things are something that like like I've met songwriters that are around my age that are like yeah I, I just like last year got into music so I think there are people that are super talented that don't like they don't have that thing where they like always knew as a kid you know yeah what I mean? So I think it's definitely something that you can like grow into as well. Oh yeah, it's different for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. So how would you describe where you are now as an artist, like or in your career? I'm in kind of like a weird spot because I obviously went from being like on a label and having all the support to now being like I am holding the wheel, <laughs> like I am, I am in control now. And there's a sense of like 
freedom with that and just like liking that I have the control, liking that I can choose when I want to put out songs and choose how I want to do the videos and what the budget will be and like doing all this stuff by myself, but also having the weight of doing it by myself and just being like, oh, like now I have to find people to fund it and um, kind of feeling like I need help here and there. But um, I feel like, I feel like I kind of, you know, all that kind of happened for the better because I feel like I had a really great start on Republic and like it was like a huge boost and kind of getting me into the world of music but I I don't know I just kind of feel like shit happens for a reason yeah and um, I'm in a spot now where I, like I was just meant to be like in more control so that I can kind of change as my like has a, I was kind of saying like how my creative mind is changing so that I can change with it and um, do that freely off of the label because I wanted to be more experimental and like they were like oh well we I don't know if we want to do that so I was like okay like let me go do that on my own so um I definitely feel like it's very bittersweet um but I feel like yeah I'm in, I'm in like a good spot where I'm just able to fully like dive in and figure out like who I am as an artist and I don't think I was there yet when I started even though like I was kind of coming up in a really good way and I had a lot of good people around me you know yeah for sure and I think that it's like I think it was a good decision. Like, I'm really excited to see where you go now that you're independent. Like, I feel like you'll just have like all this creative freedom and like, it'll be so exciting. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, first of all, I want loser. Why isn't that not on streaming services? Yet? I know. I I feel like, I feel like a lot of people think that I'm also not doing anything. And that's why like, I was excited to do something like this where I can be like, actually, like there's yeah. a lot going on behind closed doors. And like, I've still been doing sessions a lot. I just think that what happened was I made Medusa, the EP, and then I made Here in Your Bedroom, which are like two completely different things. And yeah. then I was like, okay, let me make something that will pull in both of those audiences, like the people that like this and the people like that like this. And I was just kind of just coming to like a middle ground lately with like what my version of pop music sounds like three or four years later. Because yeah. pop is ever-changing also. Like it's just like a thing that is always... Like, I, I feel like pop really drastically changed, too, when, like, Billy came out mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, yeah. all these, like, super experimental young people coming into music and changing pop music. Like, it's, it's it just changes so fast and so drastically. And I think hip-hop's having a huge, um, like, impact on pop music and even, like, alternative coming into hip-hop and, like, those two things merging. Like, music is just changing so much. Yeah. But um, I feel like I'm in a good spot to be like, I, uh, yeah, I'm like working on it behind closed doors and figuring out like what 2020 Kaylee Morg sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's been fun. So, yeah, no, I agree. Like when, when like Billy, like even Charlie, like with hyper pop and like mm-hmm. music, I feel like it is changing so much. Like I always say, like Charlie is like the future of pop music. Like her music oh, yeah. is like where it's going. People just aren't like ready for that yet. Like, yeah, I think um, Dylan Brady is also like pioneering absolutely. this whole other side of pop music, which is crazy. And I can't believe like I have two songs with him out that like sound nothing like that, but that yeah. just shows like his just scale of like what he can do because he's so talented no Um, but I think that there's like a lot going on he's like changing music for sure yeah for sure like I remember looking through like his discography because I was just like interested to see like what else he had worked on and like I had no idea that he I knew he produced for Jesse like Jesse Rutherford 
but mm-hmm. I didn't know he had done songs like on the neighborhoods album and I'm like oh my god like the versatility oh yeah like, like it is just crazy he is so talented oh he is I feel like he also like um him and Laura are not they're just like not afraid of being like this is fucking weird and it's so good <laughs> you know what I mean sure. like like that was a like that was a shot in the dark that like went so far <laughs> like it was so good yeah so I feel like like music is going to be moving more in that direction and I feel like we're seeing more like hyper pop yeah. um and like pc music going on lately yeah well and I'm kind of at the point with music where I'm like I don't care if like other people find this weird like if I like it I like yeah it. like I'm just gonna listen to it like because there was a point when I was like probably in high school and like pretentious where I was like oh I can't listen to pop I can't listen to top 40 like that's like embarrassing like, oh know, me too like, yeah <laughs> but now I'm like, to the radio what are you talking about yeah but now I'm like um I'm going to be listening to today's hits. I'm like looking at the billboard top 10. I'm like, Oh, I know every song. Like that's interesting. That's like, that's what happens. Like when your music taste is so versatile and you know, like you've dove into music far enough that you can be like top tier. Like I actually like pop music. I actually like the songs. Yeah. Like that's when you're like head, like big brain, you know what I mean? That's literally galaxy brain. Like pop music is actually good. Like (laughs) you like come to terms Like when you like listen to like Taylor's album and you're like, this is a legend. Like this is a masterpiece. Yes. I'm not afraid to like this. Like that's big brain. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my God. Like, but like, yeah, both sides. I'm like, pop music is great now. I like, I like pop music, like the eighties, eighties pop music is like my favorite. Yeah. Like it's so good, but I feel like now it's like turning into like, like so many alt techniques are being brought into like the pop world and like hip-hop's like obviously huge it's it has been- yeah that's why we're seeing people like Machine Gun Kelly and like Ian yeah. Dior that are doing like Blink-182 meets like I don't know like just rap I guess yeah but <laughs> like, it's, it's so interesting. It's so cool I love like the blending of genres because it just it mm-hmm. makes it fresh you know like because there's only so much you can do but like I think blending and like morphing into like new sounds like keeps it fresh obviously there's people who are doing like brand new like 100 gex i have not heard like maybe like death grips is probably a like yeah but like like 100 gex like that was something that i was like whoa 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 like this that was oh, like, yeah. a time in a while where i was like this is something like this is something new is something okay fresh. them also and um caroline polachek oh yeah I was like, that is a like a female doing pop music that I've never heard before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was so groundbreaking to me. Yeah. Um, voice. And I also like that we're seeing like um, women that like they're not old, but you know what I mean? They're like in yeah. their 30s, like pursuing pop music. Like because yeah. I think that there's this stereotype that you have to be like 18 to 22 to be thriving. Yeah. And to see like people like Casey Musgraves, Caroline Polachek, like th- like that's just. I just love seeing that. <laughs> it, it's true. Cause like, oh, Twitter is quite something when it comes to like Lady Gaga and like, just like Madonna, like women who have been around like for a while, they're like, oh, like yeah. Gaga's old now. And I'm like, she's like 30 something. Like, no, she's yeah, like, like, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, just because she hurt her hip doesn't make her old. Like, I, I feel so bad. Like, She's an icon though. I like went in and like I had like a deep dive into like her music videos the other day and I was like, mm-hmm. she is the moment, like and has been. Like I just I was I was rewatching I was rewatching like all the videos with Bradley Cooper because I just love that. Like I was just like watching them perform that song in front yeah. of her entire like this like arena of people or stadium. 
I don't know. Yeah. But I was just like, this is fucking insane. Like, they're so talented. <laughs> I love her. And, like, I love that she's kind of, like, like, I almost wish she would just, like, transition into making, like, like ballad albums or, like, like really, like, mature yeah. albums. Because, like, as much as, like, like, I liked Chromatica, but I was like, you know what? the music that she made in her early days as like sacred I'm like she I think like I think if she were to make music like shallow or like the music on like the a star is born soundtrack like it would suit her so well like I I'm excited I think I have a feeling that honestly she probably will move into that because I feel like you have to kind of age with your music and a lot of artists like they do start making more mature albums yeah and I feel like for her like chromatico is just like i'm gonna pay homage to like what i know that my fans have loved about my music and like doing this but years later um you know that's like just her newer version of what she did but i do feel like she's gonna eventually have like that ballad moment i really feel like that she's gonna do that soon yeah i mean people didn't like joanne but like a million reasons is like one of her biggest yeah it's like so i mean yeah it's that one's pretty good yeah but yeah I mean we got on a tangent look what happened (laughs) look guys I can't like it's been a while since Kaylee and I caught up we have to but um yeah I guess we'll talk really quick about quarantine as much as I hate it but um how has it changed the course of your career because I believe it's done that for everyone at this point oh it's kind of that's like such a loaded question I guess I feel like every artist is going to be like no concerts like that's like first things first yeah no concerts no no intimate shows like nothing um which has been honestly I wasn't doing too many of them but like I was so excited because I was finally gonna book one in my hometown and I was like this is gonna happen and I've like I've been out for however many like three years and I've never done a show in my hometown so I was so excited and um then like bam quarantine hit so and I, I'm not sure, obviously, like, when things are going to get back to normal, like, so it's just really, like, I, oh, it's annoying, but also, like, I understand that we got to be safe. I'm oh, always yeah. wearing my mask and stuff. I know. Um, also, I'm not sure if um, you've talked about this with, like, Chloe or something, but the, the fucking Zoom sessions, very difficult. Yeah. Very everyone difficult. Everyone said that. Everyone. It's, like, that. I, because I, like, obviously, I, um, like my boyfriend does music as well and like he won't even he won't even do that <laughs> he's yeah. just like it's so awkward and it's like really hard because a few of them I've had I'm like meeting the person for the first time so it's not like we already know each other we already have like musical chemistry yeah so um you have to like introduce yourself get to know this person and like get through all the awkward like talking over each other like when it cuts out and trying to like like hear the guitar through the the computer like all this shit um and trying to feel like not not let that get in the way of your creative mind also like be like oh now I have to be inspired while I'm like staring at this laptop screen and somebody's playing me like low quality guitar (laughs) so it's it's really been hard to like make stuff um luckily like I can record from my apartment and stuff like there's ways of making it work I just feel like it really affects like the inspiration I guess and to feel like you're not like doing enough living to even write about things you know what I'm saying um like it just feels like I don't do anything all day and now I have to think of like some crazy lyrics (laughs) so um yeah that's that's probably the biggest part of it because that's all I've been focused on right now is making the music um 
but luckily like I didn't already have any shows or anything that I had to cancel because that would be terrible I know a lot of artists had to cancel full-on tours yeah um but yeah it's just the fucking sessions that are like really really difficult (laughs) yeah no every artist I've talked to has been like I hate zoom sessions like unless you're working with someone Mm -hmm. that you like know already I guess but everyone was like they're terrible like it's hard enough to like get in a room and share your life story like with someone that you don't know but and then getting online and doing it through a zoom call is not much better um but yeah totally what you said about writing too like I can't even imagine like being in your house like doing the same thing all day every day and then having to like write about your life experiences it's like well I haven't done anything so yeah it's like what do I write about <laughs> but I guess that's where people start to like I mean I'm sure a lot of people are writing about like the isolation I'm interested to see in the next couple of years like how many songs we get about that um I mean yeah. able to relate I'm sure I just feel like but. yeah I feel like I'm not too into like being super self-referential like I think like Blink-182 just came out with a song called like Quarantine yeah and um well I just don't I don't think they like hit as hard since like Tom DeLonge left but still I was just like it's like too literal for me that I'm like I'm trying I try to try to find I'm having a stroke (laughs) I was like (laughs) I try to find like different ways of like talking about things but it's so I'm not like directly being like oh like I'm sitting in my bedroom doing nothing for eight months, you know what I mean? But it's, um, yeah, it gets really difficult. So I'm sure some people are getting more like metaphorical or maybe even like not really writing about their actual experiences because they kind of just have to like, yeah, what's the word, like compromise or, you know, something like that, like when it comes to it, because like I said, not, not many things. If you have like a, you have like a good imagination and like you can storytell, then you're fine yeah I feel like a lot of people are getting their inspiration through like watching movies and reading books and stuff because then you can kind of like live through people but um yeah that's I don't know Uh, yeah the zoom sessions I I apologize on behalf like for (laughs) for you guys because like I I don't even like my zoom classes like I told I told someone I was like I the only thing I can relate to is like zoom classes and I hate zoom classes I mean I would rather just do all the work online like I like being at home but I don't like having to get on a call and then like get called on through my computer like it's just not yeah I couldn't imagine that yeah I did online school before and that was like hard enough so it's, it's really interesting that they're putting like everyone through that process because not everybody is like a like some people are more visual learners or like Mm -hmm. have to be taught with somebody next to them like telling them how to do it yeah so it's just like it just seems like it's putting so much stress on like children and families and college students, you know? Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine being like a kid right now mm-hmm. and having, I have a bunch of siblings. Oh yeah. I've got like seven siblings and I think like five of them are in school and we're talking like an, it's like an eight year old and he's like sitting at the computer trying to learn like these math like equations and stuff. It just seems so hard. I feel so bad. Ugh. Yeah, I like, and my parents are like, thank God you guys are adults now. Like my brother and I, like we're both in college, so we can kind of like do our own thing. But they're like, thank God you guys aren't kids. Cause like my parents both work. So like getting us online to like do all, like I can't even imagine. Yeah. I, like shout out parents who are doing that right now, like in working. Yeah, they're being like teachers from home right now. Yeah. So, okay. No more quarantine. What are we doing after <laughs> things go back to normal in like two years? Like, what are we doing then? 
I'm not sure. I feel like I should have more of a plan of like, what's my life going to look like? Cause I, but honestly, I don't know when it's going to go back to normal. I feel like everyone's like, oh yeah, it might just be fine next year. But then there's certain articles that are saying, oh, it's going to be like three to five years. So I know it's, it's hard to fathom. I know. I'm moving to um, <laughs> Also, like, I'm, like, 22, and I'm, like, am I really going to spend my early 20s, like, quarantine? Like, that's, that's how I feel. I'm, like, my my youth, my youth is... is yeah, so it's crazy. just crumbling. Like, yeah. this is when I'm, like, the hottest, and I'm just, like... <laughs> and I'm just stuck inside. Yeah. I, okay, but, like, honestly, though, I feel like when things go back to normal, I'll probably just be doing what I was doing before and, like, doing like making music in person and doing shows it's just like I feel like every artist's life is like pretty much the same just like yeah. making music doing shows blah 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 and uh so yeah I feel like I'm gonna be doing the same thing I'm doing now just like without the safety precautions yeah so it's gonna be I don't know I hope that is soon even though I have this feeling that it's gonna be another couple of years yeah well and I mean see like now it's harder because before I was like, everyone's going through it. So I don't need to like be upset. I mean, like I'm still going to be, but I don't need to be as upset because other people are dealing with it. But now it's like, I'm watching some countries mm-hmm. like go back to normal and like have shows. And I'm like, oh, so our country is just not going to respond well to this. And like, we're going to be stuck like this for quite some time. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, so that's that's my it's, Yeah, there was just never like strict, things like set in stone just like okay we need to like follow these things or else it's not going to get better like not nobody's been like I feel like that's why in certain places like China and stuff it was like so controlled and so like it was just I don't know like everyone like had to get kind of with the times and be like this is how we have to live until it gets better and like there's just too like just too many people here that are like I went to um Venice to shoot a video with Ricky and like I was so shocked by how many people were not wearing masks. The skate park was open. People were playing basketball. Like, and there had to be at least like 300 people there. Yeah. And like, all, all we did was just go on like a secluded part of the beach and just shoot like a little scene in the sand. Mm-hmm. But um, like, it was just hundreds of people not wearing masks. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's, it's not ending. Like, cause there's no, yeah. I mean, there's mandates, I think. I don't know about like other states, but like, here you can't like go in any establishment without a mask at least as far as I know but Mm -hmm. I'm in New Jersey for anyone who does not know but um like I went to North Carolina like when it was kind of like letting up I had to go visit um a friend down there and the oh North Carolina is a little (laughs) bit too south for me um yeah it was just like people were it's that like oh wearing a mask is a political statement like that kind of oh yeah like I feel like okay in the the midwest too like I know people aren't practicing that yeah um there's just been I just know there's just too many people like that yeah like anti-maskers for no reason yeah it's just it sucks because it's putting like so many people in danger and it just seems it's just very selfish yeah and there's just so many people that like even if like this person gets like doesn't get sick or like this person does get sick like they might have something in their family that has like autoimmune problems and um I don't know it's just or like giving it I feel like people are like oh like if you give it to kids like it's okay it's only really like affecting older people or like it's I'm like just because they're asymptomatic does not mean like that it's fine like it's just like 
No, and that was like the logic the first like two weeks. And then we realized mm-hmm. that, oh, wait, it is a problem for kids. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, wait, this is like actually killing people and it's a really big deal and it's yeah. not fake. Mm. So, what a nightmare. I just hope it comes back because, like, I mean, like things go back to normal just because I would like to have a job and I would like other people in like my industry to have a job like I just feel so awful because like people that I like interned for like have nothing to work on they're not making any money like I just feel so bad for like artists and people in like live industry right now just because there's no there's nothing they can do like there's Mm -hmm. literally nothing they can do and I like I just well we're going back for, for anybody that doesn't know buy merch like oh yeah fucking buy merch because that's how that's going to help artists a lot that's why you're probably seeing like a lot of artists dropping new merch lines like coming out with songs with merch bundles mm-hmm. like buy merch because that's what I'm literally going to do that um I think like November or December like this month or next month I should have like a drop coming out because I just picked like the de- designs but it's like one of our number one sources of income yeah and it's really important so like if you want to support an artist buy merch <laughs> I and my my dad's been like saying that to me he's like he's like we should mm-hmm. we should buy merch like from this like I think we bought something from like save our stages did like a a showcase and we bought like the Phoebe Bridgers like poster and like bought like mm-hmm. a shirt and then like he he loves like um like Bruce Springsteen and like Brian Fallon like these like oh my god I love Bruce Springsteen yeah these like Americana like singer-songwriters so they've been putting out like like Bruce just put out an album Brian Fallon like had merch put out um, and he like will buy anything that they he's like I would just give them money mm-hmm. if they asked like that's how he's like I just want to support them like king speaking <laughs> of which though Phoebe Bridgers Mothica responded to my story and was like oh my god I thought Phoebe Bridgers was interviewing you <laughs> in my costume <laughs> ah, that's so funny it was so cute though oh, I like I would die if I got Phoebe on just because like I she she somehow put like depression into like a sound and like oh, I, yeah. I don't know how she did it but and like her songwriting is so interesting to me I told someone else about so this good but like the fact that she'll spend like three years like just adding to a song like that is mm-hmm. so crazy to me I'm like I feel like if I were an artist or like a lot of artists that I talk to they're like oh I just sit down and write it like I can't mm-hmm. go back to it if it's not if it if I have to go back to it it's not good but like Phoebe she's like oh, I'll write down like two lines and not go back to it for like a year I'm like, really? Yeah, I saw, I saw this like ad on YouTube where it was like an, it was like an ad before like a video that was her talking about like the best advice I ever got was like making, I think she said something about like, like things that seem super funny, Mm -hmm. like using them as lyrics or something like that. She's like, like the most like ridiculous shit you can think of, or like, if it's funny, like turn it into a lyric and just use it. Yeah. And I was like, that makes so much sense. It's like how she writes. Cause she's also like so witty. Like you can see it on Twitter and stuff. Like and on her Instagram, like she's like has so much personality. Also, I just feel like it'd be so cool for you to, to like to do a podcast with her anyways, because she's so personable. Like that would be so yeah. funny to she's watch her like so nice. with you. Yeah. But yeah, and I get all the time that people think I look like her, which I like I see it in like certain pictures, but I just think mm-hmm. it's funny. Like that's why I dressed up as her because I was like, oh, this is just gonna be funny. But like it's, it's crazy because people were like, why did I think that was actually Phoebe? I'm like, oh my God, Phoebe's a queen. Yeah, you do look like her. It's <laughs> a compliment. Like, <laughs> Perfect costume. But yeah, I love her. Oh, Phoebe 
like Punisher is probably like my favorite album this year I like what I don't oh, know yeah. what this is but have you you know what I I listened to like last year I think it was like one of my most played songs is you missed my heart like I listened to that song so much the nine and it makes classic. me it just like <laughs> breaks my heart every time yeah that song's so long too it's like eight minutes or something but like I it's a it's a sun it's a sun kill moon cover do you know that yeah, yeah. I knew it was a cover. I feel like some people don't know that but I but it's so good like her interpretation of it even though it's very very similar yeah like it's just so it's like softly sung and it just sounds so good yeah, I knew it was a cover because I was like, this doesn't sound like something she'd write. I thought maybe she was singing a poem at first and then yeah. I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay, this makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the fact that she writes funny things, but the songs are still so depressing. Like that's oh, yeah. it. Because I was watching like, I think they just like literally today they put out like a genius um, lyric breakdown of I Know the End. Um, and she was talking about like the first line is about, it's like, um, somewhere in Germany, but I can't place it. Man, I hate this part of Texas. But she's like, oh yeah, I wrote that because this guy I work with who worked with like like on tour, he said like what we'd be in Germany, like a sad part of Germany, and he'd get out and be like, Man, I hate this part of Texas. I'm like, I, I, what would make you think to like write that and like make it so sad? Like yeah, some year. some people, yeah, some people just have that where they're like, Oh, that needs to be in a song. That's what Ricky does all the time. He's like, because, like, he'll think of, like, the most crazy concepts. I'm like, how do you do that? He's like, I'll just, like, hear a word and be like, I'm going to write about that. Like, some people just have that, you know what I mean? Where they can just turn it into, like, a song like that. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. That's so crazy. But I, that's why I love talking to artists, because I love hearing about that. Like, even though I can't do it, it's, like, so fascinating to me. But, yeah, you know, oh, Phoebe Bridgers, man. Um, okay, yeah. So we got to get to these fan questions, because I got many. I think I... I picked like I chipped it away to like my favorite ones, but we're gonna have to do like rapid answers because I got okay I pick as many as possible. Okay, so right, I'll one. try to be quick. Yeah, if you could make a song for a movie, what would be your ideal genre or like plot? <sighs> Probably like an A twenty four movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Love it. but I don't know. I don't know like what I really like um like eighth grade you know that movie yes I really like like super like coming of age and like ladybird like just like mm-hmm. the, I know that's basic but it's like I, I love those coming of age movies they always make me cry um I'm not sure what the plot would be but that probably just yeah. like an age me for coming of age movie <laughs> yeah no I could definitely see that especially like oh my god eighth grade though like I literally it made me cringe so bad like I mean but it was too real because it was just it's too so real. realistic it's so good Bo Burnham, man, how do you know how to write about like an eighth grade girl? Like it's so. He's a fucking genius. Have you seen his comedy specials? Oh yeah, so good. good. Okay, and (laughs) next one. (laughs) What is your favorite hair color that you've had so far? I like this question. You've done like probably pink. I love the pink. I go back to pink all the time. I literally have pink hair dye in my cabinet right now. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, somebody like tell me not to do it. Um, but I am gonna dye my hair back blonde I think blonde is like my all-time favorite but as like the funky hair colors yeah probably pink yeah um I'm about to dye it like white in um in like a couple weeks yeah I love the platinum um I love the pink and I like the light blue that you had for like the yeah bedroom cover I think the green is the most iconic but I I just like won't go back to it because I just feel like it was like a specific phase in my life and I'm just like I can't like regress right yeah, <laughs> I, I want to do that. it yeah and I like the one you have now it's like perfect for fall yeah, it was very Halloween-y. Oh, I feel like I know the answer because we talked about this earlier, but what is your dream city to perform in? I assume it's your hometown, but perhaps yeah. not. Yeah, 
no it is phoenix because I've, I've never got to like go i don't think i've ever done a show there even when i was like doing stuff on soundcloud i never did like any small shows so i think like going there and like selling out one of the venues there is like a huge kind of thing that i want to do a huge goal of mine yeah i'd love like if if i were an artist i just want to go to tokyo i don't know why i have to say like i would perform there but i want to go to. oh tokyo. yeah Bad. that sounds so fun yeah I wanna- i've never been in general yeah, neither have I, but I want to go when they open, like, the Studio Ghibli theme park. <gasps> that would be... Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, how are you currently feeling about being an independent artist? I feel like we touched on this, but currently in this moment. Um, right now, I think it's kind of stressful um, being in between things, but I don't feel... I, I feel like, like everyone around me is always reminding me, like, okay, like, you're supposed to be doing this like you know my mom and Ricky and just like all my close friends are always just like so validating and kind of reassuring that I'm like supposed to be here doing this I need to like move away from this ray of sunshine (laughs) um but yeah so I feel like stressed a little bit because it's all like on my shoulders but I feel positive and like optimistic that that's where I'm supposed to be so I can definitely understand that like I know I have friends who are like um independent or like newly independent and they're like it's a lot but like it pays off just because of the you know like creative freedom that you get and like being in control because I think the biggest thing is just like feeling like you don't have control when it comes to like labels and things like that yeah for sure <sighs> um someone said if you could give yourself advice when you were starting out what would it be uh, I think I would like tell myself to um like put more of myself into my look and sound because I think that I was so excited to be on a label that I was just kind of like, oh, like, what should I do? And like, I was taking in so many opinions from people that I thought knew more than me instead of just being like, what do I want to do? So I think I would have just like did it a little bit more like my way because I think like, like even the videos like Medusa, I didn't really have like any say in. And I just felt like I like was seeing it a little bit differently than it turned out, even though I love that video so much. Um, so I just feel like I would have like stayed true to what I like a little bit more. I think like I think people a lot of like aspiring artists were like asking questions so like that one I'm sure is like important for them to hear too yeah um I think Michael might have asked this one if you could uh is there anything that you're interested in pursuing outside of music Ooh, um I'm not sure I feel like there's things that I like doing like when I put my merch out like there's just like different like mediums of art that I like so like I but nothing like I think that I would pursue I guess necessarily like I draw a lot so like a lot of my merch will be like hand-drawn like I want to like kind of show my like range of art that I do Mm -hmm. but um I'm not sure if I'd like pursue anything I'm sure like when I get if I get bigger that I'll more of those doors will open up for me so that I can like be like oh what do I want to pursue besides music I feel like I've also been into like acting as well um but I've and I almost got like a part in this one movie. I won't say what it's called, but <laughs> but like I was like really close, and I was like, and I never, I've never done anything like acting wise. So yeah. that was, was like really cool for me. Um, and I, so that's been something too that I was like that could be really cool. But I'm also like I have so many fucking tattoos. I'm very like specific like the way that I look, so I know that yeah. it would have to be like a very specific role. Um, but that's something that I feel like I would enjoy also. So I'm not sure. We'll see like if those doors open up, what the yeah. opportunities may bring. I think it would be so fun to act. That would be, it would be cool too, seeing like you in a movie. Cause it's like, oh my God, like I know this person, like 
it as a musician but like then you see them yeah after. yeah I feel like that's how it was like when Gaga was in A Star Is Born I was like oh my god like I mean she mm-hmm. looked different but I was like this is crazy you're seeing like another layer of them yeah you know? well, and she was in American Horror Story I forgot about that too but um, yeah whenever I see artists that I like acting I'm like whoa this is crazy but, but I think I- that's why like a lot of artists are like starting to do like skits and stuff and then music videos and like things yeah. where they do have to act a little bit and I always think that's so interesting like I want to do like super satirics satirical yeah satirical yeah. uh videos like blink 182 did like where it's just like fucking like funny and stupid yeah <laughs> so i want to get into that a little bit yeah um oh someone said is the creative process different when working with ricky if so how Ooh, um that's an interesting question i feel like it's a little bit different because i feel like more pressure because i'm just like i i like admire him so much and i just think that he's so talented and like his ideas for his songs are so specific and so like he has this new song that's about to come out and it's like the it's like I just don't even know how he thought of this but it's like the irony of like he's basically like saying like talking about people that uh like say that they're punk and alternative but like everybody's punk and alternative and being punk is like being the fucking weirdos that are standing out so he's like you're actually being very normal by being punk and it's like how are you like how do you think of that (laughs) But, um, so, like, when we did Hush, for example, um, or Scream, when we did Scream, we were just friends, so, like, that was, like, a little bit less pressure, and I was just, like, okay, like, I'm just gonna do my thing, because I know he, like, wanted me on it, but when we did Hush, like, I thought it was so good that I was just, like, like, I thought about it for a long time, and, um, I feel like I definitely, like, put more pressure on myself than I do when I'm by myself, uh, like, doing a song for me, because I know that, like, it's his song, and I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I don't think the process is different though. Like we kind of help each other with writing and stuff and I don't always have people helping me, so. Yeah, I feel like it's probably fun too, just cause it's, I, I mean, I'm sure there is pressure just cause you like want it to be good, but like, I feel like you're comfortable enough with each other now. It's like, oh, like it's just kind of like something that we do for fun, you know, but do you ever just make songs for fun? Like with no intention? Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know like I I do kind of I feel like he views music like so like like he's has to be in like a very specific mood to be creative but I like will just like pick up a guitar sometimes and just like almost talk like like yeah like say exactly what I'm thinking just because I feel like I'll just like sing randomly even if I'm not writing a song and just start talking about how I'm feeling over like guitar or something like that so that I can like get out like almost vent in a way yeah Um, so I, I use music like that too for I guess coping yeah (laughs) but um yeah I think that's probably like my version of doing it for fun probably interesting I like that like I like that you just like talk over a guitar and like yeah that Ricky's is like more like he's sitting down with like a concept or like an idea that like he Mm -hmm. wants to explore through music while yours is a lot more like personal or emotional I think that's cool yeah 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 for sure someone said who are your fashion icons I always like this question. My fashion icons. They've kind of changed because it was um, it was Gwen Stefani, obviously, and Avril. And I was just like, I really liked that. I think that style was like really up and coming like a couple of years ago. But I think like, obviously, no offense to everybody, but like, I think that's kind of everybody's style icon right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, dang, I need to. Um, so I started looking into like who they, their style icons were and like Gwen Stefani was looking at Cindy Lauper and Debbie Harry like like she was copying them 
Um, and also this, the fucking lead singer of Till Tuesday has like this sick ass haircut and it's like all, it's just like, I'm really into like 80s stuff right now, like 80s goth and like all of that. Like I'm trying to kind of pull from what like my icons were pulling from so that I can kind of get deeper into like, why was this thing cool and what can I do like to make it my thing, I guess. Good idea. Um, but yeah, those are, that's probably like Debbie Harry for sure. When my hair is like, that's why I dyed my hair blonde with a um, dark underneath because that's like a super Debbie like classic thing and like usually my hair is like even more messy than this because I just have like permanent bedhead and I like that (laughs) yeah oh my god quick thing I just remembered about Gwen Stefani when I was a kid and like I was in elementary school I would play this game with my friends where we would like pretend to be celebrities and like I remember I picked Gwen Stefani like I would always be Gwen Stefani (laughs) like and I don't know why I mean like I was a big no doubt fan yeah but I just think that's so funny like she was just an icon when I was a kid so but yeah she's always been that like she's always been that bitch yeah (laughs) but I've never thought about like looking into like who the people that I, you know, look up to in terms of fashion, like who they looked up to, like that's crazy. Yeah. Well, and like the eighties, they were. It was a good time for fashion. Some sometimes it was. But yeah, no, there's there's a lot of stuff. Not I'm not gonna pull from. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh my god. Um, what is your favorite instrument to listen to? Just instrument, like music. Um. Yeah. Probably that's such an interesting question probably actually I don't know because I feel like it's obviously like going to be piano like or guitar yeah because I think piano is like super it just feels more like a lullaby in a way and like like I remember listening to like Bella song like okay that was me in high school just like listening to that over and over and over again yeah but then there's like there's something like so heart-wrenching about like certain guitar chords too so I feel like for like for different reasons both of them are my favorite yeah um but like on its own, I, I would probably listen to piano more like on its own because I think that you can make more like full pieces with melodies than you can in guitar. Yeah, for so. sure. I think I would say piano too, but I also like strings a lot. Like I like like violin. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would just like listen to violin on its own, but I love it in like songs. Like when people add strings, I'm like, oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. this is my new It's like song. that's like yeah. heart wrenching. Yeah. That's so good. Um. Yes, I agree. It's just uh okay what are your greatest achievements musically and non-musically oh my gosh I know some Um, questions here probably my biggest achievement was telling my mom that I want one year off of college like before I like I wanted like a little gap year so that I could pursue music and then getting signed in that year because I was just like let me figure it out and I did you know what I mean like that was just like I like I'm so proud of myself still that I did that in that time span because like I didn't think that I could and I did um and I think also just like still pursuing it even though I'm doubtful sometimes like that's just like being where I am now is still a huge achievement having the amount of um like people that give a shit like just feels huge to me yeah um and I guess non-musically probably like I'm not sure like it's not really like an achievement but I guess just like being as strong as I've been like in my life like I don't think I realized that until uh, like like other people tell me like do you realize like all of these things that you've been through and you're here right now like this and I'm just like oh yeah (laughs) like sometimes I'll like me talking to like Ricky about like my life and he's just like that is like so fucked up and like you're just like here and you're (laughs) you're fine 
And I think that's like, and you know, just coming out of like different like abusive relationships and like having a weird childhood and like being around certain people like that I wasn't supposed to be around. It was just a lot of, and also like Hunter passing away, like which was like a huge thing this past year for me. So there's like a lot of grief and love and happiness and sadness that like, I feel like I don't give myself credit for. And it's still like, I'm here today. And that's like the biggest achievement to me. Yeah, no. And it's so So. important to acknowledge that. Like, I think the same thing, like, I think like before I went to like therapy, I didn't think about that, but like after being in like therapy and talking to someone, they were like, anything you come out from stronger, like you should be really proud of yourself for that. Mm -hmm. And like, so it is so important, especially in like big life events like you were saying like the death of loved ones or just like just mental health in general like it's so important to like acknowledge that you've been through a lot and Mm -hmm. we're getting into like mental health like (laughs) self-help if everyone's listening (laughs) like yes (laughs) be proud of yourself um but yeah it is so important I'm glad you said that 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 was a good answer for that (laughs) um what do you want people to feel when they hear your music I want them to feel like ha- like anything as long as they're feeling something yeah um, or maybe you know maybe they're not feeling anything but I, I just feel like I make it like the way that I make music is from an emotional standpoint and it's like a coping mechanism for me so um, I guess like I want the way that I feel like I'm purging my emotions and like venting I want them to kind of feel like they can vent or you know like through listening to it like oh this person feels this player like this is because I am like super emotionally um involved like when I listen to music too like I'll like I half the time like if I have been bottling up all this emotion and like I feel like I need to cry like I can listen to music and I'll start crying <laughs> like I, like music like makes me feel so good and so sad and like sometimes like I want to feel sad though because I'm just like I, I need to like get that emotion out or I need to feel like this emotion and so I'll listen to music to allow myself to feel it um and I guess that's like kind of what I want people to feel if when they listen to my music because I know that sometimes it's like just like you can have empathy I guess for like whatever you're listening to where you're just kind of adapting with like that emotion and it feels so good to let it out yeah so <laughs> very true um and the last one um what is the strangest experience you've had that's inspired a song um I'm trying to like think of all the songs that I have now I feel like I I don't have any any songs that are from like a strange experience. I know that Medusa was inspired by a movie. Oh, really? Because he was like, yeah, because it was like I, I I forgot what movie it was, but like one of the actors said, um, oh, like there's blood in blood in the water and like the sharks are coming, and then I literally just wrote an entire song because of that. <laughs> um, but I feel like my other songs are like usually either about like relationships um like fuck you for example was just like literally me being with my boyfriend going to write that song and then like breaking up with him and kicking him out of my apartment the next week like that was like a fucking power move that song powerful um and then like as far as the new ep like a lot of that is just so honest it's just like me like like with my experiencing my experience with like sexuality and grief and like all this all these different things that I so I feel like none of it's like weird it's just kind of um like you're kind of getting the experience of like what I've gone through while listening to it you know what I mean like I feel like you're taking a step in like my shoes for like the past like what I've been living through for the past six months you know what I mean for sure 
So those were all the fan questions that I picked. And now if you have any questions about like fan culture or any like for me, feel free. If you don't, that's totally fine. <laughs> but if you do. I, yeah, because I feel like I'm like a stand too. So I'm like, yeah. well, like, I wonder what I could even ask. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have any questions. Sorry. <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's more for people who like aren't familiar with like stand culture. Like I, I know Chloe, like she really didn't know a lot about like the fact that people like slept on the street for artists. Like she had no idea that that was like a thing. Oh yeah. And see, see, I, I know all about that. <laughs> I was like, I educate you. <laughs> like <laughs> I see all you guys like posting like, Oh, like just like, I'm like second in line. And it's like, t- like two days before the fucking show. And I'm like, Oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, I don't think I would do that now, honestly. Maybe like for like a certain amount of art, like certain number. Um, but like I don't think I would ever I've only ever slept on the street once. And I guess I, I guess I do have a question though. Is it like very hostile environment? Is it like like being out? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's hostile. But it's not hostile in that like like I slept on the streets of New York. Like and it wasn't like hostile because of that. It was hostile because of the other fans and like how Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was because I've I've heard about like people getting like super just like it's like like everyone's like high strongly irritable because they're just oh, like yeah. like this is my spot in line like blah, 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 like yeah well like and like just pushing to barricade like people would like number themselves but then like like there'd be people at the front of the line who would start like a number system so you'd know your spot in line but then there'd be other people who were like writing their own numbers and like messing it up mm-hmm. and like it would cause a whole thing and like I was friends with like pretty much everyone I was or Twitter mutuals at least with everyone I was in line with at the like the show that I slept on the street for and then like but as soon as like the security came out to like get ready to let us in no one was friends there were no (laughs) that's what I mean like I feel like Like, it just like it turns into like a like like you guys it's like you guys are like animals for a second like I'm gonna get the barricade like yeah no I'm gonna do what it takes it's literally like a bull seeing red like you're just like I I will be getting barricade (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's something. And, and like, we, we get onto, we all get the barricade spots and then we're like, oh my God, guys, like, I can't wait for the show. Like, it's all back to normal. But like those yeah. 10 minutes where you're like waiting to get in and like the run, as I call it, it is not fun. But yeah, I, to answer your question, yes, it is sometimes hostile. What are some of your favorite shows that you've been to? Um, whenever I get asked this, honestly, like the first thing that comes to mind, like I, in like 2017, I went to um, see the 1975 at Madison Square Garden. And then the next day went to see Bangs for like the altar tour. And like, those were two of like the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And they were like back to back, like one day after the other. I, I have been to like, I've been to a lot of 1975 shows just like from knowing people. Yeah. Um, And like, like I went for the, what's that? Which album is that? it was like the, the third I think it was the third album that yeah, I went for and um and it was so good like all the visuals and like all of it it was just it was so good <laughs> well and when I saw them at Madison Square Garden it was for the I like it when you sleep tour um mm-hmm. like long title um but that set list was great it was like their first time playing like Madison Square Garden so they were super excited because that's like a big milestone and mm-hmm. I knew like it was the first time that I had been to New York for a show 
and my dad came with me and he hadn't listened to the 1975 much first of all that show converted him he's now like a bigger stan than i am and i also like 20 people that i knew from twitter were there and like i had never met someone from twitter like in person and i was meeting like friends that i had known from like texas and like obviously new york yeah we're coming from like connecticut and all these states they have a big big fan base like i feel like more often than not you're gonna meet somebody and they probably do like them yeah like i I had a different experience obviously because i was like backstage and i like knew everybody i met i met like the band and stuff but i i just like I guess like that's just like the it's just so different like being backstage versus being in the crowd like I I can't even like imagine I guess like how that must feel as a fan yeah I feel like I have such a different point of view with shows like knowing like like now that I know what it's like to be backstage and just like like have your own fucking room like you're just big chilling and everyone's in the crowd like they've been waiting for hours and like you just got there you know what I mean like it's it's definitely like a different environment and um it's made me like less like want to go to other people's shows less just because like it's exhausting I feel like being in the crowd even though it's fun it's like a longer process than just getting there being backstage having like your food your bathroom like everything it's just you know you're very comfortable oh so um and that was a show I definitely have a different view that was a show where people were sleeping out there for I'm not kidding like a week like oh my god I did not do that no ma'am I was not trying how are they like where are they showering they aren't like that's that's the like they are not um they probably are going to a mcdonald's bathroom and wiping their pits with paper towels because that's pretty much what i hear they've got like some baby wipes yeah that's pretty much it like it's it's bad but i was not like like my dad had to like take me to the show he was not about to be like oh yeah i'll drop you off a a week in advance like i wasn't gonna do that anyway but Mm -hmm. so i had a pit ticket and we like just stood in the back of the pit and honestly i had more fun in the back of the pit like their shows for some reason like i'd rather be at the back of the pit than like the front yeah i went out i think i went out to the pit for one of them too and there was so much room like we were just like dancing like me and my friends like it was just so like carefree versus being like squished like in the front like staring at Maddie because <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, so. I've done both I think the first time I saw them I was at the front row just because I had like an early entry pass it was like a radio show that I was seeing them at and like that was super fun because it was the first time I was seeing them so it was exciting and I had like I was I was there by myself it was like the day after my senior prom mm-hmm. it was funny but like um yeah the, the, then going to MSG like I knew like 20 people and we were all in the back of the pit like dancing and moshing I call it like very loosely moshing because I'm not one to like throw elbows but it was really fun um but then yeah like the next day I went and saw Banks and Banks is like the best live performer so good like she is amazing like I usually don't like backup dancers I usually don't like I I'm just like it takes away but with her no like the choreography was amazing I've never I don't think I've ever even seen like videos of her shows or anything I'll have to look into it I love her yeah I'll send you I'll send you she has like a Lollapalooza set on YouTube and it's like really well filmed I'll send you the link to that because she is amazing oh like I I literally watch it religiously I wasn't even at the show (laughs) and I'm like I will watch this set but yeah so I'll watch it for sure I'm trying to think of like anyone else like obviously like when I see Billy like that's really fun but it's for like different reasons just because I've like watched mm-hmm. them grow um 
same like anyone that I'm seeing that I like know that's fun because I'm like wow like that's like my friend on stage like it's exciting mm-hmm. but I, for like in terms of like experience the 1975 kind of takes the cake a lot of the time because their shows are yeah. so fun but yeah that's pretty much pretty much it so but I'm really excited to get back to shows I'm like forgetting what they're oh like. yeah I did see 100 gecks before quarantine started that was so fun like there oh, I almost went to that show because like I knew so many people that were backstage yeah. obviously like I know Dylan and stuff but I don't know because that was like pretty close to like when everything was on lockdown right mm-hmm. yeah it was like the month before it was like February I think. yeah because they had like a couple of shows in LA um so I almost saw them too but like, I was just like a little bit scared yeah <laughs> so. oh yeah it was it was fun though like the energy there was great so I'm excited to see them again. I was hoping to see them at Coachella, but oh well. Um, that's that would be so funny seeing them at Coachella because it was before oh, like yeah. people really like started get like they didn't they weren't on TikTok like people didn't really know about them. So I imagine like the the crowd there would be really funny to like watch. Yeah, they'd be like, screens. "What the fuck is going on?" But unfortunately, we're gonna just gonna have to wait. So now we'll talk about like our current favorites. If you have like a current favorite song or album or artist that you'd like to talk about um look I do know that um Montalius is somebody that I've been like like I think for my first interview I've ever done I like shouted him out because I think he's so incredible he just came out with a single called Faint and it's just like it sounds super like Phoebe Bridgers-esque to me um which he does like he does like a lot of acoustic stuff anyways but it just I don't know it's so good I've been listening to it like on repeat so good um but yeah and then probably like till Tuesday voices carry which I made like a TikTok with us Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I've been like I can't I can't stop so good no I think I would honestly like I think my favorite song right now is like just like magic from Ariana Grande's new album just because it's like the oh yeah anthem and I'm big on manifest on, on manifesting so I like that and then favorite album I mean like that's come out recently I would just say positions I I've honestly been listening to like the same three albums that came out this year that I'm obsessed with. So it's not very helpful, but, um, and then favorite artists I've been on kind of like a little peep kick just cause his birthday just happened. Um, mm-hmm. but, and then other than that, like I've been listening to SZA a lot, Ariana Grande, like obviously. classics. Yeah. Classics. So just kind of like pop, but I was, I had such a big eighties kick like the other week. I just go through like phases, but Mm-hmm. yeah I, I was listening to like the cure I was just listening to everything that my dad like used to put on like mix CDs for me like anything like like the cure I was listening to like Blondie like all it just it's it's so good I always go back to that like when I want to be in a like a good mood I'll put that on yeah I always go back to third eye blind like that's probably like my favorite band right now because I've been listening to um like I think Hillary Duff recently did a cover of never never let you go I don't know I was forgetting it for a second um it's just so fucking good like that's I just go back to them a lot because it's like I know all the songs and it's just nostalgic and they're also like happy alt pop songs in my opinion like they're just so easy to drive to and stuff but I feel like my favorite album right now which might be surprising and I'm almost sure you've never heard of it is um uh Heatwave by Trap Trapped Under Ice which is like a super I don't know why but it's super hardcore it's just like I don't know why I was like just in the mood for that I think like Ricky also like we just both listen to shit in the car mm-hmm. and this is just like like the album is just like just heavy and like I can just like drive in the car and feel like a fucking badass oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so when I'm not listening to like 
just like happy third eye blind songs and listening to trapped under ice yeah that's how i've been that's how i've been vibing lately my two moods <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so with all of that being said now is the time to plug your music and social media so if you have not streamed kaylee's music I feel really bad for you, and you should be streaming it, I, especially her recent EP here in your bedroom. Um, you can find her at Morgue Mommy on like every platform. I didn't even realize you had like I I knew that like you were on TikTok, but I was like, oh, I wonder if like she has the same username. But yes, Morgue Mommy on every platform. No, I was surprised it wasn't taken. Yeah. So, anything else you'd like to plug? Um. I guess not like if you've uh if you're still here then yeah like my everything's morgue mommy um here in your bedroom came, came out a while ago but it's like the last thing I worked on that I like really put my heart into there's I have a couple songs with Ricky out and then yeah merch is coming in November December so that's like very very soon and I'm super super excited about it so support artists thank you I'll be purchasing and I'm excited to be a loser when that becomes available on streaming services because <laughs> I love it like I was literally listening to the snippet earlier I'm like oh my god like this song is so good I want it yeah I kind of I kind of just do what I did with Medusa where I just like drop stuff like on social media and everyone's like why do you not post it on all platforms like why is it just in social media and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> can't help it <laughs> I'm just like, trying to share my music <laughs> but yes go follow Kaylee go listen to her music um, this has been an episode of Both Sides of the Barricade. You can follow us on Instagram at Both Sides of the Barricade, at BSOTB Pod on Twitter, the acronym and then pod. And you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Both Sides of the Barricade. My Instagram and Twitter are JTaylorLDR. And this episode is available on Spotify, iTunes. You can watch it on YouTube. Follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, all of that. Please leave me a rating. I love reading them, they're so sweet. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week with another episode. So goodbye.